Is mainstream school failing your kids? The pandemic, with all the changes to schooling and daily life, is a moment of opportunity to rethink the educational path that works best for you and for your kids. So the question is, how can we as parents find alternative solutions that aren't necessarily having to do it all ourselves or pay for programs that we can't afford? I'm Jerry Kirk. And I'm Graham Kirk. Join us as we talk with families thriving on their own path. We shared practical tips, wins, and challenges they've been through to help you on yours. We interview educational experts and parent entrepreneurs with education solutions for the modern age, so parents wanting a better alternative can make confident, informed choices. Welcome to the Modern Education Movement Podcast. You're ready for change. And so are we. Hey, everyone. Today, I'd like to talk to you about the age-old question of how do you get kids to help with chores? I've got three teenage kids myself. I've got a daughter who's 16 and twin boys who are 14. And recently I've had some changes in my life. I moved into a new place beginning of February, which has been awesome. Just so you know, I I separated from my partner uh, last February. So it took me pretty much a year to get into my own place. So, you know, not something I'd recommend staying uh, together in the same house with your your ex for a year, but um, due to a bunch of circumstances around COVID and finances and health, it just wasn't an option for me to do otherwise. But yeah, now I'm in a a new place and it's sort of an opportunity to try some some new things. And so I wanted to look at the chore thing, right? And see, you know, what what could I do? What could we do to to make that work? Because in in the previous place, especially with my uh, younger son, David, I just noticed a lot of the time it was more of a, a hassle and this battle that would go on to get, get things done. And I didn't want to be a nag. And ultimately, it really, I wanted for everything, to, I want them to be internally motivated, right, to do things. You know, something that um, I'm mindful about from my interview with Kelsey Komorowski recently, right, where she was talking about like how when kids are in school and say they're working on an assignment that they just don't see any value in, or maybe it's a a topic or course that they're taking that, you know, they just don't see themselves applying in in the future. Like they can be an engineer. And so like, why the heck am I, you know, learning uh, French or English, but each of these things can be an opportunity to develop skills. Right. And so I'm kind of looking at that, the same thing with chores. And ultimately I just, I want everything in life to be fun. That's something I'm really focusing on a lot in my life right now. So how can how can we make the whole chore thing um, really work out so that everyone is happy and, and winning? So here's a few things that, that I've done that I think are, are working pretty well. First thing is I recognize more and more that uh, for teenagers, right, if it's not fun, they're not going to want to do it. I've heard that from other podcast guests as well. Travis Lish talks about that a lot on our interview where um, you know has this program for helping kids become, you know, develop their entrepreneur skills, launch a business. He's really focused on keeping the whole thing fun, right? Because if, if, if not, then then you've lost them. The other thing that, that I'm mindful of too as well is that we all have an emotional bank account. And what that means is we have pluses and minuses that come into our life. And some things build us up and some things bring us down. And so asking or inviting or getting the kids to help out with chores is, you know, at the end of the day, right? It's it's a transaction where they're, they're having to give something and that's there's a cost there and so i've been really focused on making sure their bank account their emotional bank account is is full right it's full of stuff 
And so doing things like trying to say yes as much as possible to things that matter to them. I mean, it's a good good rule of thumb at any point, right? But you know, it's it's easy as parents to get into this mode of holding back and 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 maybe we're tired or maybe we're not interested in something, but for them it it, it matters. And so I want them to know that the things that matter to them matter to me and to do that in a way that's very clear. So for example, my son David, the guy is growing like a weed. You know, I'm I'm a pretty small guy. Um, his mom's pretty small too, and uh, like my I have size eight feet. David's got shoes that are size twelve. <laughs> I've bought him shoes now about every three to four months for about a year, which is kind of crazy. And each time, like you know, we're we're buying them with you know, extra space in the shoe, hoping and expecting that at least it'll last half a year, probably not a year. But yeah, so I mean, he came to me recently and, and again, his shoes are, are getting small and, and and he also has a baseball coming up soon. And so, you know, right away, you know, I, first thing I did was I had him, you know, do the research, find out what he wanted. And uh, he knows I'm also trying to, you know, keep costs down, don't have tons of, of money at the moment, although that's getting better. And, you know, so we find some good options. And as soon as he did, you know, ordered them right away, they came in. So, you know, again, filling up that bucket. Other thing is just trying to, trying to stay positive and be encouraging, which, you know, as a parent can be challenging at times too, right? But, you know, we all need to hear more positive things in our lives. We're, for every negative thing, we need five positives is something I once, I once heard. The other part is just being really clear on what I value. So now that I'm in this new place, I have an opportunity to be clear on how I want this physical environment to be. And so for me, I've really enjoyed it being clean. I, I feel more relaxed and just happier when there isn't clutter, right? Because I, I left a place that was full of clutter and, and, and quite dirty from my perspective. And I really worked um, to keep things tidy and simple. And so they know that. I'm clear on that. I talk about that being an important value for me and, and what it does for me. Um, being teenagers, they probably don't care about that as much, right? But they know it does for me. And then I try to model behavior, right? By cleaning up stuff as I see messes on the floor or, you know, tidying things up, putting things away. And so they, what I'm asking of them is something that I want them to see of, of me. So the other part is I don't want this to be externally motivated. I want it to come from the inside. Again, you know, I'm seeing chores as not just something that needs to get done, but as an opportunity to build them up to be the humans that I hope they continue to, to grow into. And so what's the one thing I've done? So check this out. It's, it's working pretty well. So what I do is on the weekends that they're here, right? So they're here with me half of the time, half with their mom. So I have a, a board set up with a bunch of work that needs to get done. And I've tried to like size them into similarly sized amounts of work. And I list them all up and we each have our own spot on the board. Um, each person can then at whatever time during the weekend, pick items and put it under their name. And the other part that I do is I create a container in that I say, okay, well, we're gonna set a timer for 30 minutes, right? So then whatever we get done, we get done. Because I know that, you know, one of the, drawbacks one of the the things that gets in the way is this feeling that oh it's going to take like forever or whatever right and to be honest sometimes i notice it really does take a while because there's the motivation to to do it and so it kind of gets dragged out but with this 30 minute thing i'm like okay as whatever you get done in 30 minutes that's it okay you can stop at that point i just ask that you know you, you give your best effort and so that seems to have 
kind of giving them some some freedom. They know that when 30 minutes is done, like no matter what, they don't have to continue. And so giving them the choice of what they do and knowing it's for a fixed amount of time. And then we also try to do it together at the same time, although that doesn't always happen. But in fact, um, one cool thing that happened was I was with my son, Graham, who, speaking of chores, he actually loves car detailing, which I have no idea why, but it works for me. So, you know, the van hasn't been washed at all this winter. You know, we, we live in an area that there's lots of snow and, and sand in the roads and just haven't been, you know, it's, I mean, it's pretty hard to wash the car. You can't, you can't do it in your driveway. So you got to take it to a car wash, which, um, you know, adds up after a while. So it's been a few months. And it was looking pretty cruddy. And so Graham and I went out to, to wash it in one of these um, places where you can do it yourself. And, you know, so we came back from that fun trip. <laughs> I found my son, David, who is generally the least motivated to do work around the house. He was vacuuming and sweeping because he picked those things for himself. And I was like, wow, I didn't, didn't tell him to do it. He picked it and, and he was doing it. He just, I guess he just had some, some spare time. And that just showed me again that in the right conditions, in the right environment, people will rise up, right? And, you know, for him, it was having the positive emotional bank account. It was giving him the choice over what to do and even, you know, when he could do it and knowing that he only had to do it for, for 30 minutes of time. And that, that seemed to work pretty well. Now, obviously it, it means with this kind of approach that you don't get everything you want, which is kind of how life works, right? If we're looking at our kids as human beings, they have the right to make, make choices, and, and we work together in that. So for example, none of my kids really like cleaning the toilet, which is a big shocker. My eldest daughter, Malia, will do it sometimes, but more often than not, that, that one falls to dad. And so I'm like, okay, that's where it is right now. Could That could shift, but that's, that's one trade-off I'm willing to make. And sometimes not everything gets done in that 30 minutes, and that's okay too. You know, again, this is something that really matters, you know, to me. And so I'm willing to put in that extra time and again to model that. But more often than not, I find, you know, people or people like my, my kids, you know, they're, they're willing to continue until it, it does get done, even with the 30 minutes there or not. And, you know, most of the time it does get done in the 30 minutes. So just wanted to share all that with you. Um, hopefully you can glean some, some nuggets from that in terms of, you know, how you build your relationship with your kids and Think about the long term when it comes to chores, right? Giving them the choice in terms of what they contribute and, and how they do it. And again, to, to model that for your kids and to you know be clear on what's important to you. And by showing that what's important to them is important to you, they're likely to do so in return. So that's what I got for you this week. Love to hear your thoughts. You can always send me an email, which is in the show notes. Uh, love to hear um, any other questions or things that I could help you with.